Thanks for choosing a 3CR podcast. Throughout June 2023, we're running our annual Radiothon, where we ask you, the listener, to make a donation so that we can continue to make great radio. Your donation will help keep us community-owned and community-controlled. Go to 3cr.org.au slash donate. And with that done, please enjoy the podcast. in coach we're ready to play at the sporting record here at 3cr 855 on the am dial my name's john a tate m collard's over there adjusting the mic stand hello how are we and james tate's behind the panel howdy howdy how we going everybody out there in listener land (laughs) it's just past four o'clock here on 3cr i've got a lot to talk about a bit of cricket Maybe a bit of footy if we get time. And, surprisingly, squash. Yes, we have a special guest who's going to call us in at uh, about quarter past four. Yep. And uh, this person isn't a sports person, as far as I know. We can ask him that. His name's Darren Hanlon. Mm -hmm. He's a singer-songwriter kind of guy from Queensland. Uh but he's written what I think is one of the best sports songs of all time. That's a massive call. That is a huge call. Well, it's about a subject dear to my heart. Is that squash? Yes, perhaps? it is. Whoa. He's written a song about squash. Unbelievable. Who would have thought? And I've been really wanting to talk to him about it. Yeah. He wrote the song a long time ago. <laughs> so we might let him speak about some more recent stuff. Yes, so that's in the second half of the program. But first, we'd just like to start with an acknowledgement. We absolutely would. The Sporting Record would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation as the traditional custodians on the land on which we broadcast this program and on which much of our local sport is played. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. We would also like to acknowledge the incredible contribution of First Nations athletes to this country's sporting life. So what did you two get up to on the uh, weekend, in particular on Sunday? What were we doing, Em? We were being local famous. We were being local famous. Local famous people down at Victoria Park at the the Recklink Community Cup. We were indeed. uh, One of the great events of the year here in inner city Melbourne. Truly. Just down the road. I was there. I was down behind the goals watching my son play for the Rock Dogs. Right. Number 49. You mean to say you have another son? Yeah, I have two sons, yes. Whoa. I love them equally. He loves us equally, apparently. No, just not on Sunday. Off air, it's a different story, but that's okay. So I was working for the Rock Dogs, I have to confess, because mm. he was playing. I had to. See? Not equal. Yes. So <laughs> for those who aren't aware of the Community Cup, the Red Clegg Community Cup is an annual once-a-year game between the Rock Dogs, uh, a bunch of local musicians here in Melbourne, against the Megahertz, uh, with radio DJs representing that team from Triple R and PBS, and maybe one day in the future 3CR. Maybe. But we won't get ahead of ourselves. Maybe. Um, and it's raising money for Recklink, who do amazing work in the community. 
helping people who are having a tough time with mental health and just out of the justice system and all these things, and using sport as a way to do that. So we don't have the figures, but I think Reckling usually raises a couple hundred thousand dollars out of this day. A lot of people there, and it was a carnival atmosphere. I really enjoyed the day, I have to confess. that's great. Great It's not a confession, it's just an acknowledgement. Yeah, well, yeah. Glad you did. That's the whole point, I suppose. Yes, 3CR, 3CR was there representing. Em and I were on the bench of the Megahertz helping out on we game day. Uh, Jan on Music Matters was there at one of the gates volunteering. Good on you, Jan, uh, who helped us with our Radiothon show last week, mind you. Oh, yes. Thank so you so much. For that. We are indebted to you. Karina was there somewhere, but I didn't see her. Yes, Karina was probably was a big uh, crowd. Having, a, having a tipple, and that's great. Um, so it was a great day, and it raises money for a great cause. Um, and it's also off the back of another great cause that Footy's been raising money for, and that's the Fight MND campaign by um, Neil Danaher specifically. Mm. Had the big freeze at the G not long ago, and it's come out that they raised just over $15 million Whoa. out of that campaign this year. That's huge. Which is a huge amount of money. Massive. Um, and it just goes to show, again, as we like to harp on about, the power that sport can have about raising awareness for issues and raising money. I will put on my uh, modern monetary theory hat. Oh, yes. I've been yes, listening please to, do. I've been listening to Radio MMT on Friday evenings with uh, Ann and Kev. Mm. Very enlightening. And we, we do really appreciate raising money for these causes. But that being said, they should be all funded by the government anyway because there's no limit on how much a government can spend into the economy, bar inflation. And maybe instead of getting uh, the money out of hardworking people suffering through a cost-of-living crisis, the government can kick in a bit more money. But that's just my little high horse. Yeah, I like the high horse. And I like hearing the, um, you know, obviously being housemates, hear, hear a bit tidbit here and there. So it's good to hear how that threads into what we talk about as well. Yeah, so a couple hundred billion dollars on submarines or fund thousands and thousands of of projects aimed at curing diseases like MND. Yeah, or social housing or free social university. All that. Anyway, that's radio. Tune into Radio MMT on Fridays. Yeah. Great work by Ann and Kev. On the theme of Australians doing well overseas, Ooh. I just promised a friend of the show, Murray Cook, who's been known to wear a red skivvy occasionally, uh, yes. that I'd mention uh, the gliders, uh, the Australian gliders who are... Uh, wheelchair basketball team representing mm. Australia. His daughter plays in it, so that's why I keep track of uh, how they're going. They've just finished sixth in the World Championships. Good on your gliders. IWBF, International Wheelchair Basketball Federation, I suppose. There you go. So they came sixth against a very strong, uh, very strong competition. Mm. So I just wanted to mention that that was a great effort by the Australian that is. girls. That's a huge, huge effort. Go Where to was the gliders. Where was that? Do you do you know? Oh, well, somewhere overseas. <laughs> and, uh, Too hard a question. <laughs> and uh, yes, yep. it was far away from home. Far away, far away, not from in this country. Great, great. <laughs> On great. the topic of overseas, uh, the cricket has been really ramping up. The Australian Ashes in the men's has just started with its first Test being played. You know, the last few days, and Australia came home with a wet sail. In one of the most exciting test match, test cricket matches I've ever seen. Did you stay up and watch it, Em? I did not. I was firmly, firmly asleep. But luckily, James did. I did because I'm a silly boy who has a horrible sleeping pattern. Well, I got up early the next morning. This is the last day, and uh, watched the replay. 
I, I figured out how to get the replay off Nine Gem, and you just got to log in somehow. It's free, and I got the whole replay. It was great. Yeah, so there's a lot of coverage about the men's team and, you know, all that. Um, but the women's Ashes starts today. If hey. I've got my dates right, June 22nd. Yeah, that is that is today. The Women's Ashes starts today. Which That's in England as well? It's in England it as well. sure is. So let me explain how the Women's Ashes works. Please do. So it's a multi-format Ashes. So in the Men's Ashes, you know, it's called Ashes because the, the first game they played in this style, Australia, England, they burned the stumps, put it into a little urn. So they call the urn the ashes. The death of cricket, as very dramatically the English said at the time. Yes, yes. Local trivia, where was the, the where did that little burning ceremony take place? Uh, Edgebaston? Uh, no, no, closer to home. Fitzroy? Not that close to home. It was up in Sunbury at Rupertswood College in Sunbury on the Sun- oval there. In Sunbury. In Sunbury. Sunbury. That's Stop. one of Sunbury's big claims to fame. They were the birthplace of the ashes. Good on you, Sunbury. Whoa. Good on you, Sunbury. And also booed Queen off the stage, but that's a story for another day. Yes, oh, another yeah. day, another day. Um, so it's a multi-format <laughs> Ashes as opposed to the men's Ashes where there's one test match that goes for five days, extending from what women normally play in the cricket game with four days. Mm. So women have been campaigning for a five-day test match like the men's for a long time. They're getting it at the Ashes for the first time. Um, and then there's three T20 games after that and three one-day international games. So and what is it that starts overall, tonight? The test. The test, okay. The test, which is the big one. And so overall, will each game accumulate a different amount of points? So if you yes. win the test, will you will that be worth mm, more big than, points, yeah. than a T20? How, how does that Little work? points. Yeah, so for the test matches, four points are awarded for the win and two for the draw. And then in the ODI and a T20, each win t- earns two points mm-hmm. with a draw, one point each. Interesting. And a loss, of, obviously, of zero. Yes. And who's holding the Ashes at the moment? Australia holds the Ashes. Uh, we're obviously superior. The Australian women's team has been oh, pretty strong. Railblazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's strong when Elise Perry hasn't cracked the team yeah. for 18 months. Yeah. That's is, pretty wild. Yeah. And, and, and she's just about the best cricketer we've ever produced. Yeah. Like, that's... Remarkable, it's really. Still a bit long in the tooth, though. Whoa, hey. way, way now. A- aging like fine wine. She is oh, indeed. Is. Also, just you know, as a side note to all of this, I'm really pleased that they've made it five day a five day test. Not really sure what the purpose of making it four days was mm. because previously those games are actually quite like difficult to watch because often there was just no result really, and they would just bat it out because a lot of you know, there's great batting stocks on both teams, but if you're Australian, like, you could bat out the mm. three days and then they were trying to fit, you know, two or three innings within a day or a day and a half, and it was just such a – it almost felt like, felt like a waste of time to have a test yeah, and it was so set up for failure. So often a result in a draw. Yeah. Which is just like, oh, well, come on, five days. Yeah. Uh, we're going to jump to a few announcements now, but just before we do, I'd like to just briefly go over the history of the Women's Ashes – Oh, yes. Right? So, uh, Australia and England's women cricket teams have actually been playing each other since 1934. Wait. Really? However, it wasn't called the Ashes until 1998. Oh. So, know. since then, we've been playing Ashes every, you know, two or three years. Australia's won the majority of them because we are a powerhouse. And um, overall, there's been 18 tests 
T20 and ODIs played between uh, these two teams since 1998 as part of the quote-unquote Ashes. And yeah, Australia's uh, won it six times, which is pretty good. That is pretty good. And and most of those no results are draws? Yeah, just about. Yeah, that's well, the, that's good. That's good to have five days. Good to have five days. Fantastic. So we'll jump to a few announcements now. And on the way back, we will hear from Darren Hanlon. How good? How bloody good? How good squash? Oh, who's that from? A quick look won't hurt. What time are you picking up, Kate? Oh, damn it. Saw you on your phone. Licence, please. Pick up your phone while you're driving and it's a $555 fine and four demerit points. Distracted drivers can be caught anywhere, anytime. A message from the TAC. Drive safely for everyone. A 3CR supporter. Throughout the month of June, we'll be asking you, the listener, to support radical, community-owned media during our Radiothon. We'll be taking donations online, over the phone and in the station to help keep 3CR going for another year. Fierce, independent community media is vital and we need your support to keep radical voices and issues on the airwaves. To donate, go to 3cr.org.au. Call the station on 03 or drop in at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy, during business hours. 3CR, stay tuned, stay radical.
never fear Throw down that Macintosh I know a game under a roof It's just four walls and the truth It's fun Rain, hell or sun It's squash Red dot, green dot, yellow dot, ball Try and bounce it off the wall Song in their bracket. No, I'm not trying to fool you. It'll either kill or cure you. It's squash. You see, there's not enough songs. There's not enough songs. There's not enough songs about squash. That was There's Not Enough Songs About Squash by Darren Hanlon off the beautiful album Little Chills. And Darren joins us here today on The Sporting Record. Hello, Darren. Are you there? I am. How's it going? Great, Darren. How are you doing? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you're loud and clear down here in Fitzroy. Oh, great. So you're talking... Sorry, you're talking to James. Uh, My name's John. We've been talking on the uh, email... And Em's also in the studio. G'day, Darren. How you going? I'm Thank you. Now, um, sorry to be talking about a song that you wrote in 2004. <laughs> and we need to tell people that you've had many CDs since then. But is that okay that we talk about this particular song to start with? Of course. Well, your whole show's about sport, right? Exactly. Well, that's my only sporting song that I know of. <laughs> I guess right. we're going to have to stick with that then. <laughs> that's question number two I can cross out. There you go. So you're well, a sports you person can, yourself? Unless you consider pinball. Unless you consider pinball the board. Oh, okay. Oh, pin- 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 pinballs, yeah. yeah, we could stretch that. Um, so you play a bit of sport yourself? Oh, look, I my squash career is sadly um, a, bit, a little bit neglected. Um, yeah, I kind of started playing squash a lot when I was in Sydney, um, and there was this amazing old haunted ghost squash court near our house. Yeah. You could just—it was just open all the time. Ah. You could just go and switch. The, the light was still on. Ooh. There were big, big chunks of plaster coming off the wall. Um, but it's now a McDonald's, actually. <laughs> yeah. Most squash courts around the place have been converted into something else. So that fits that theme. Yes. We'll get to the demise of squash probably in about five minutes or so. <laughs> but, but Darren, what inspired you to write a song about there not being enough songs about squash? Well, it was a joke song. Um, I had a friend who had a, a pop band, and they were asking all their friends to write songs for them. <laughs> um, and at the time, I was playing so much squash that I was in the court. I'd bring the guitar into the court, um, and I'd be playing with my flatmates. And because um, the acoustics are great, it's like a cathedral in there. Yeah. I was going to say um, that would have been pretty great sound. Beautiful acoustics. So I um, I wrote the song on the actual court, just muck, just messing around, and I never expected that it would. I didn't. Well, I shouldn't have probably recorded it because I was I was just asking for trouble because 
uh, you know, I, I didn't think I'd be playing it this many years after <laughs> the event, um, but it became a popular one live, and I just, I just had, I got interviewed for American Squash magazine. Yes, <laughs> amazing. And that that catapulted me to stardom in the American Squash world. Wow. And I, I started getting Americans coming along who didn't know anything about my music but were just squash fans. I dare say when the American Squash Association starts covering you, <laughs> you've made it. Yeah. You've really made it. So true. But my game was pretty good. You know, I had a good backhand and um, I had a little corner trick shot that would, you know, it would take people a while to, to work out. But um, that was my secret weapon. Well, I can tell um, from the lyrics that you have played, let me quote, Red dot, green dot, yellow dot, ball. Try and bounce it off the walls. Headband, wristband, fuzzy handle racket. Some DJ play a squash song in his bracket. Fantastic. How close did I get there? Was that right? Pretty, yeah, pretty on the money. Now, I might be that DJ who plays the squash song in his bracket. Mm. We know of... But as one DJ in um, Los Angeles... Actually, it was a reviewer from the Los Angeles Times said... There's now one too many songs about squash. <laughs> oh, no. We know of two other ones. Oh. Joe Jackson has a song called Geraldine and John, uh, which talks about them playing squash. It's sort of an illicit affair between Geraldine and John. On the squash. Because they're married, but not to each other. Oh. But they, they play squash. Naughty. And one of our well, favourites... It's a sexy sport. It's a sexy sport. Yeah. <laughs> one of, one of the, speaking of sexy, one of our favourites is Donnie Benet. Yes. Who has a song called uh, about Jim. What's it called, James? Working Out. Working Out. And he, he mentioned squash. He mentioned squash. So it's not about it's squash, but it's, it's in there. It's in there. Oh, it's, it's in, in there. there. But I think I'm the only one that has a very squash-specific song. Oh, yes, I'm, absolutely. I'm, yes. I'm not, messing, I'm not I'm diluting it with other sport or romance. Yeah, <laughs> there's enough of all that other stuff in music, it's isn't there? It's the purest purest song, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> now, we've contacted you at this time because we know you're coming down to Melbourne for a gig. Uh, uh, what are the details, Em? Um, I've got here, you're playing on Wednesday, the 20th of June at the Buns- <laughs> Brunswick Ballroom uh, for the birthday show. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, awesome. Where where could we um, get some tickies for that? Oh, just through Brunswick Ballroom, but I, I've got to tell you, so I booked it because I'm up here in Gympie now. We're back I'm in Queensland? A, yeah, I'm, I'm just about 100 metres from the old squash court. Oh, squash court. yeah. Um, but um, where I'm sitting now, but um, I booked the Melbourne show just as an excuse to be able to get to Melbourne to see my friends down there and to sing some songs with them. But little did I know that they planned a surprise party for me on the weekend. Oh, um, boy. I'm sitting here with with my friend from Finland who flew her all the way across the world um, to MC the event in, like, some work shorts, yeah, some stubbies. Is squash and, big in um, Finland? Nicholas, is squash big in Finland? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Go Finland. Hey. Go Finland. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, a, he's, a, he's way more sporty than I am. Um, so, uh, yeah, he would know his stuff. Fantastic. But he was there, um, uh, yeah, it was really emotional. I walked into this theatre thinking I was going to see a movie and the curtains parted and there's Toby oh. Martin, the youth group, singing Forever Young. And I thought, this is this is like a movie. <laughs> um, and then, I, yeah, everyone jumped out and I cried for 15 oh. minutes. Oh, that's yeah. special. So at the <laughs> birthday show, is it just you or are other people singing and playing with you? There's lots, yeah. There's a few surprises, mostly friends. Um 
I've got one of my favourite Melbourne authors who's opening the night with a little with a short story. Um, oh, cool. It's kind of a bit of a variety night. Yeah, awesome. Uh, and, you know, I'm stuck in Queensland these days, so I don't... I just... Yeah, it's probably my only Melbourne show for the year, so I just thought I've got to get down while I can. I've got to warn you, it's bloody cold down here at the moment. <laughs> it is. Oh, uh, it's beautiful up here. Well, you're going to have to <laughs> I mean, bring... The Finn is still wearing his, his uh, stubbies everywhere. Well, yeah. Unbelievable. Get your Finn friend to lend you some some uh, warm clothing. Yeah, the last there few days go. have been freezing. Okay, <laughs> we'll do. <laughs> there you go. So people can uh, head down to the Brunswick Ballroom website to get tickets to Darren's show. Um, do you reckon you'll get to any squash courts down here in Melbourne, Darren? <laughs> is that on the agenda? Well, this is why I'm saying so... After this is my fiftieth that I just experienced, but um, since my fortieth, I've had a few sporting injuries, so oh, I'm actually oh. a little bit scared to. Um, uh, and that was playing soccer. Yeah. Uh, well, one of them was just chasing a, a child with mashed potatoes, trying to get it to eat mashed potatoes. And, <laughs> um, I ruptured a calf muscle. Oh, <laughs> oh no! That's an old man's injury. I have to tell you by by the way. Yeah, now it's happened twice, and the last time was when I was in in Melbourne packing my album, my last album up and, you know, a lot of my album processes, I hand deliver a lot of the um, uh, orders that are in Brunswick and Northcote and everything and so I had to limp my way around those suburbs and sneak the records onto people's porches and I couldn't quite run away as fast as I used to. So um, We'd like yeah. to encourage 3CR listeners, because uh, we're in Fitzroy, to uh, get along to the Brunswick Ballroom and uh, take part in the birthday extravaganza. Because uh, you're a great songwriter. I love your humour and I love your clever lyrics. Uh, another one of my favourites is Lapsed Catholic. That's probably a bit more recent. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Will you be playing the squash song and the Catholic song? Look, I'll do whatever. I'm not... <laughs> yeah, I'll... I haven't done the squash song in a while, but I can easily... It's 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 etched into my brain. You know? <laughs> the old cash for songs method. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Beautiful. Well, thank you very much for talking to us, Darren, and taking time out of your day. Uh, good luck to you up there, and good luck to you when you come down. It's been a, it's been a pleasure to have you. No worries. Thank you very much. No worries. Thanks, Thanks so much. So how good is songs about squash, hey? Yeah, yeah. I think we can get a bit of Dar uh, Donny Benet towards the end uh, as, yes, we, as we leave. Yes, yes. Well, as uh, we depart the studio. That's mm. an outro we haven't played for a while. That's true. Hey, mm. so we do have some news. Radiothon's still on, kind of. It goes to the end of June, I think, doesn't it? Absolutely. Uh, technically. For the full, full month of June. We'd like to thank all our listeners who rung in or came into the studio here to donate. Because we've exceeded our target. Unbelievable. That's on it. The news has made my day. 117%. Who would have thought? 117% of our target has been reached, and we couldn't have done it without all of you out there. So I'm going to shout out to some of the amazing people who've donated once again, just so we uh, give you all the airtime you deserve. Absolutely. So thank you to John, Carmel, Damien, Bernie, Andrew, Anonymous. Anonymous again. Anonymous is back. Ugh. Rihanna, Cree, Louise, Inez, Raya, and Brendan. If, uh, if we haven't... Uh, oh, I'm sure there's others that we actually there, don't know about. There are others on the system that we can't access right now because we're stuck in the studio. But to all of you who have been donating, buying our books, thank you very much. We still have wonderful. some books for sale that were given to us generously by Melbourne Books. Melbourne there's books. some here uh, in the front room at 21 Smith Street. That's the one. Mm -hmm. And 
100% of whatever you pay for that book, $10, $15, $20, goes to the Radiothon. And I've still got some books on display up at Lost and Found Vintage Markets. Same deal. Well, almost 100% of that goes to the Radiothon as well. Isn't Beautiful. that good? So there you go. So there'll be a bit more money dribbling in for our target, so we'll be going more than 117% by Whoa. June 30, but that's okay. Such we, overachievers. We, we are. are. We like overachieving. As sports people? Yeah. And as Very sports, competitive. As sports people, our, our time comes to an end, you know, so uh, we're Sadly. running on time now. So thank you to everyone who's been listening. This is The Sporting Record here on 855 AM 3CR. If you'd like to listen to us again, you can head to 3CR website, find us on most podcast streaming services, or on the Community Plus radio app. So how good. We're going to leave you with Donnie Benet's Working Out. Have a good one, everybody. Working out. Yeah, that hard would work out.